Yes, people, it is episode 297 or 298. I literally just checked, I can't remember. Of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? I am in the motor car, the vehicle, driving back um, from bloody baby photo studio where I thought I was collecting all of the prints that we had done. Uh, but instead I have collected two out of the three because the third one wasn't ready because I only ordered it in September even though the photo shoot was done in August I'm not mad about it though I'm not mad I didn't waste my time this was meant to be my relaxing Sunday where I did nothing and I've literally just been doing errands all day so this is why I'm doing a pod while driving like I'm coming back from a gig how busy my day's been so it's meant to be relaxing doing some life admin, ordering some shit online, looking at some other stuff, doing some research for some comedy stuff. But no, done fuck all of that. I haven't even finished the housework that I was going to be doing either. So I've got bloody washing up to do. Um, just shit. Shit day. Shit day. But, um, but I'm alright though. <laughs> As life goes, is is not the worst day. This is premium first world problems and this this is a real first world shit day you know um yeah man but i was like life's good life's good how's your life how's your life going how's your week been my week thanks for asking uh my week's been okay um what did i gig i know i gigged friday did i gig before friday i don't think i did don't think I did. I didn't even have a gig in the diary. Um, but yeah, Friday was a cool day. Met, met with my, my management on Friday morning. Making our plans for Edinburgh 2023. Um, it just feels crazy to be planning, but I'm happy we're doing it. So we got that. And then Friday night, I was up in Cambridge. I was headlining a gig. Um, shit. Commoners comedy, something. This this three C's. Something commoners, Cambridge, Cambridge. That's the other C. Cambridge, commoners, comedy. Why are you not driving? This is a roundabout, and you're on the roundabout. What the fuck is happening? Sorry, sorry, but sorry. If you could just see what I could see, then you too would have the road rage that I was just having. Then, <laughs> how can you be on the roundabout? And you're trying to give way to someone entering the roundabout. Learned how to use a roundabout. Anyway, so not fun, not good podcast. Anyway, saying so headline uh, Cambridge Commoners comedy, um, which was good. It was really fun. Um, it was cool. Ian Stone opened, and that was cool. Ian Stone opening because I means that was cool because when I did when I won King Gong in 2017 it was uh it was hosted by ian stone ian stone's a comedian long running comedian he's like 20 odd years in the game hosts um post show on bt sport he's hosted other things as well so it was cool uh you know you're on the same bill or something like that to kind of shows progress you know it's not like he's some kind of world superstar or anything like that. It's just the thing of these people you start off. Yeah, it's where you start off with people, uh, where you first meet them, what, what the power dynamic is to where you are later. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, man, it's pretty cool. Just did that. Um, that went well. Um, and then Saturday. What do I do Saturday? I was in all do- oh, I was in all day. See the first world issues you see there? I'm bitching and moaning about my non-relaxing day today, whereas yesterday I didn't even leave the house once. <laughs> oh dear. And I watched Tottenham win as well. It's 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 fine. I just need to talk out of you guys because I would have gone home and just bitched and moaned. Uh to Naomi. I, I really had nothing to bitch about about. I don't know. But yeah, the house is just a fucking state. That's what I'm saying. Tidy it up. Um, 
but yeah, what is there to talk about this week? What's been going on? Um, Kanye. Let's talk about that. Everyone wants to talk about Kanye. Or we're at the point where we just can't bother to talk about this guy anymore. Like, we know what he's doing. So you can hear crunching in the microphone. I was eating a fox's mint. Um, I'm really just disrespecting this pot. I'm driving, I'm eating, shouting at traffic. But you got my full attention, guys. But um, yeah, his t shirt, his White Lives Matter t shirt. It's just. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's, let's break it down different ways. We break down the fact of him being attention seeking. Should we give him this much attention? Uh, the answer is no, we shouldn't. But there is literally no one better at just demanding our attention than Kanye West. Like, he really does shift the needle. You can be focused on one thing and then Kanye's trending. This guy, you can be taken off social media. But the moment he comes back, he's trending. He's so good at getting people's attention. And this White Lives Matter top, am I offended by how I hurt? No, I don't really give a shit. Um, here's the thing about White Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter is I feel like if Black Lives Matter could have their time again, Black Lives Matter could have their time again. Because I understand the message of Black Lives Matter. I do understand the message and the slogan. You know, it's, it's a it's a uh, it's a reactionary thing, it's a retaliatory thing to what is happening in the world. It's a it's meant to be a reminder and underline that hey, no, it's not killing us. You know, Black Lives Matter. You know, that's what it's meant to mean. Okay, but I think if they had their time again. They would have gone with all lives matter. I think they would have gone with all lives matter, you know. As as the slogan from the job, because as a antagonistic reactionary uh, slogan to Black Lives Matter, to say all lives matter, on a logistic and linguistic one, it's really hard to argue against. <laughs> you know? You like you have to really exp- when you have to explain to someone who has no like horse in the race while one person's the arsehole the other one's not it's like when you have to explain to someone now him saying all lives matter is racist and you have to explain that to someone they're like what I mean all lives should matter right yeah I mean all lives do matter right well no they don't because it's like how people are being treated oh but they should matter yeah all of them yeah Right. So what's wrong with saying all lives matter? This is in the context. I obviously know that it's not the right thing to say, but I'm just saying, if they let's, let's just imagine a world if Black Lives Matter just came off the job as all lives matter. Yeah, they're doing all the marches and it's yeah, you know, it comes over to the UK and we're kneeling and putting our hands up and you know middle middle class white people there holding the megaphones going all lives matter, leading loads of black people through central London. All lives matter. Look, it would, um, I think it would still bang, wouldn't it? It'd still bang. And they'd make it much harder for the naysayers to shut it down. You know, you've got black people throwing up a fist going, all lives matter, man. And then some racist white guy's like, no! <laughs> He's like, what? No! No, no! He's like, what are you saying no against? See, like, black lives matter immediately. White lives matter. Blue lives matter. Police as well. All those guys. No, blue lives matter. You said all lives matter. What could the police say? No. What? So if all lives don't matter, what matters then? Um, you know. Um, you know how insane they would have sounded if they were saying blue lives matter in retaliation to all lives matter? It, it's just from, just a, from a pure business marketing perspective all lives matter is just wow what a what, what a great it's just such a better slogan it's just got, i don't that's just me maybe that's just me tell me if i'm wrong tell me how i'm wrong like i said i get black lives matter and obviously black lives matter you know but i'm just saying just from the marketing thing that at the time again you know what I mean I think it would have been uh, 
I need to find out the, the exact origin of Black Lives Matter because maybe that's where it is. Maybe that's where the devil's in the detail. You know, where if I knew exactly where, you know, what meeting did Black Lives Matter come up in? Because they may explain why All Lives Matter just wasn't suggested. Because I feel like there must be someone in the Black Lives Matter campaign who, when they saw someone say All Lives Matter, they must be like, ah, shit. That, that's that's a good one. That No, that's fucking good. Damn it. Can someone get Kevin on the phone? Kevin, why, why didn't... Why don't we use all lives, pal? <laughs> I don't. But I just refuse to give um, Kanye that much attention. I mean, what was he selling? Was he selling? He's selling shoes again, right? Selling some of his weird, unplugged from the Matrix fashion. His hobo chic. Shout out to you guys though who buy that stuff. You buy the Balenciaga moon boots. I, I, you know, like I'm, I'm not the most fashionable guy. I know I'm not. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. But just in my mind, objectively speaking, when I see someone in Balenciaga stuff, the big oversized spaceship, I just think, oh, you look like a proper prick. That's all. That's all I think. That's all I think. Like some people wear like. And that's not me just being like a, a brokey who can't afford this high-end fashion. Like I see some high-end fashion stuff, and I'm like, boy, if I had, if I had the cash, that's how I would dress. See some Gucci tops, I'm like, no, that does look wavy. I can't like that looks wavy. It's not me. I ain't buying it. But yeah, when I see just the Balenciaga, I'm like, mmm, mmm, you know, this bit of shit to me. But I don't, I'm not a fashionable guy. I'm not a fashionable guy. I mean, I, I, I begrudge spending too much money on clothes. But that's because I'm I'm a child. And I, I don't deserve nice clothes. I don't deserve nice things. I will break them. I will drop chocolate on them, you know. That's why I don't want to spend too much money on my clothes. Because I will. I will be eat, I will eat a chocolate bar. And I will flake chocolate all over myself. And I'm like, damn it. And I'd just rather, you know, the clothes I'm dropping chocolate on be worth £30 rather than 300 That's all. Ah, sir, unlucky. Oh, lucky me. What happened is this guy, he overtook me on the roundabout. Yeah, because he's driving an Audi and I'm driving a Kia. And what he thought was going to be on the other side of the roundabout was a two-lane road. However, what is on the other side of the road was another single lane road. Therefore, I'm now up his ass because there's traffic. Uh, but he really did pull off really fast. Really fast. It was really cool when he pulled off really fast. You know? What's this thing saying? It's saying I'm coasting. I don't know what that little... I've never even heard that little beep before. It was basically telling me you're not driving properly. <laughs> um, but anyway Right, what else we going on in the world? What else has been going on? Um, I've done any research what, We've got the um, Still still the politics is happening Still Interest rates ain't recovered yet I think they're damaged forever, aren't they? Now I think they're, really, I think they're damaged forever Oh jeez, this guy's really trying to overtake people you, Mate, just you're about to get on the motorway. Is the on? Is it, do you call it on ramp in the UK? I only know the words from Sim City. Uh, my man, he's try. He's desperate. He's like, mate, just you're going. You got a lot of mile of motorway. You'll be fine. I guarantee you'll be able to overtake these guys, my friend. But anyway, uh, yeah, interest rates are still taking absolute booting. Um, which is huge for me because I'm trying to sell my house. Some of you may know, some of you may not know. Kind of trying to sell our house. We want to move. Um, so we're upsize, right? And um, we found houses that we like. And even though the interest rates have gone, nah! right? Um, here's the thing: of we still want to move. We've, we've budgeted life that we can move. Okay. 
But I know that our house we currently live in is a real first-time buyer's house. And the market is spooked. They know they took under a thousand uh, mortgage products off the market. They said it's temporary, the banks, I believe it. But we've got to wait to the end of November now until a proper budget is announced. Hopefully it's fully costed. It doesn't spook the market even more. But interest rates then go up to like 12%. They're talking about bloody energy uh, fucking blackouts. As a worst case scenario. Now I get it's a worst case scenario, but hear this. Nuclear war is a worst case scenario. If the government unprompted to start talking about what to do if a nuclear war broke out, we'd be like, why are you talking about this though? Is that, um, no, it's, it's just worst case. It's, it's not actually happening, don't worry about it. I'm just saying, worst case, if there was a nuclear war, this is what you'd need to do. Is it, yeah, but is there going to be what? No, 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 look, 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 look. Bad things can happen, and this is like fifth, sixth down the list of things that can happen. That, that sounds quite high. Because with this energy thing about the backouts, they're trying to say, no, 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 this is worst case, worst case, worst case, worst case, worst case. Chill out, everyone chill, 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 everyone chill, 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 everyone chill. This is like the third worst thing. <laughs> this is third on the list. What do you mean this is third on the list? Third on the list that I'm going to have scheduled usage of this energy that I'm going to have to pay out of my ass for anyway. Listen, if I'm paying so much, right, I better be able to use it when I want. When I bloody want. But it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Crazy, that's where we are. I can't, I don't think we can actually blame, well, can we blame the government for that? I'm not sure. I mean, you've got the war in Ukraine. It's like, who do you want to blame for that? Depends what news you read. But man, this winter, winter's going to be cold, my friends. We don't get most of our energy from, um, from, uh, from Russia. So we're, we're okay in that respect. But, I think Europe gets it from there, and I think we get some of the stuff from Europe, right? I know we get some North Sea gas. Let me get the North Sea gas. I'm not sure um, how we generate our electric. I need to read more about it. Maybe just not care, and just hope it all works out. Like most of my life has done. Maybe that's what the issue is. Maybe that's what the issue is. It's not that the world's gone bad. It's that I've actually been paying attention over the past few weeks. And that's it. Maybe that's that's the issue. Maybe we need to stop paying attention. Maybe we need to stop start watching more Married at First Sight. Because that is what I do watch. And I tell you what, my life feels so much better when I'm watching that shit. <laughs> because these people are damaged. These people are real damaged people. And it does make me wonder, like the basics in relationships that some people fail at at big ages it makes you honest like do I just have blind spots to my own shortcomings that's probably most likely I doubt I'm perfect but some of these people it's like their insecurities on this show just flipping huge there's one guy who got cheated on like not in the show actually a little bit in the show though but he got cheated on and this guy is just not over that shit to the point where it's just like, it's, it's his girl's cheating on him whenever, wherever. I mean, granted, she did kiss some woman on, on their honeymoon, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, these TV producers need some more responsibility though. That's that's one thing. Because they are just making TV shows. Because anytime you watch a dating show, you know you're, you're not interested in a couple who just get on and it all makes sense. We're interested in a couple where it's just like, I mean, he's a wallflower, she's a party girl. Let's see how they get on. That's that's what we want to see. You know what I mean? She says she doesn't want a guy with kids. He has four kids by four different women. Let's see how they get on. He's like, yeah, carnage. Mental turmoil. That's that's what we want to see in the TV screen. That's that's what we want to see. 
you know, to see any people actually getting on and getting married, having a happy life. That's that's not good television. Terrible. Terrible. So actually, talk about television. I started watching Jungle on Amazon Prime. Naomi had to check out of it because she couldn't stand the the drill. It's like a she's like, is this some kind of drill musical? And I'm like, nah. And then she goes, I thought you didn't like musicals. Now, here's my thing with musicals, right? I hate um, a character just breaking out into song randomly. Like, I find that just weird. I think it's just it's just a bit stupid. But if those, if the lyrics to your song are actual dialogue and push the narrative along, then I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. So in, in the first bit of musical in the show is like it's two guys having a conversation in the car they're arguing but they're arguing to a drill beat and they're, and they're rapping and they're like well I would listen to a and I think that's what it is for me I would listen to a song like this there's two rappers going back do, go back to back I would listen to that song so to put it in the middle of a show I'm watching it wasn't too offensive to my senses but if you don't listen to that type of music like Naomi doesn't that's just annoying um, but it pushed the dialogue along so I was like okay I don't mind that but if it's just a thing of you know it's like hey why don't you like cheese and then it's just a free out like a flipping three minute song about cheese and there's just talking about how much they love cheese and it's like well I, I didn't need that I did, that didn't do anything for the for narrative flow nothing I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But Jungle. Go watch Jungle if you haven't started watching. I've only watched one episode. I don't know when I'll possibly find time to watch another episode in my such busy life. (laughs) Ah, man. I've got to drive up to Huddersfield tomorrow, people. Huddersfield. Black History Month special show. What's so annoying? It was. Oh, sorry, mate. What's so annoying? It was meant to be. Um, it was meant to be uh, Friday, as in yesterday. It was meant to be. Not yesterday. Yesterday was Saturday. Maybe um, Friday just got. It got pushed to Monday. And usually, if someone rearranges a gig from a Friday night to a Monday, that's so far away from home. I'm like, forget that. Never. No, but then the fee was feeing, and because the fee was feeing, I was like, "Hey, yo, I think we can make Monday work." <laughs> so now I'm gonna have to drive up to Huddersfield because it's, this problem I've realised the 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 privilege of living in the southeast is midweek, midnight isn't that late. You'll still be able to get home on National Rail. Sometimes you can actually even get into London at that time, midweek. But when you end up going to those places up there, boy, you are not off stage by eight o'clock. You have missed the last train to London. You cannot get back. So it's just like got to drive. My hardest feels like a four-hour drive. If I'm actually gonna have to take a half day off work. I don't like using my holiday. So I could technically leave at like three o'clock, but I, I just don't. I don't like the pressure, man. I don't like the pressure. I want to leave at one. I might get in there at five and be there two hours early. It's annoying, but I just the peace of mind. Oh, it's just you know what I mean. It's just better. So I'm gonna have to take a half day. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put that into calendar at work. Um, yeah, man, that's nothing. I've got a brooch, just brooch to uh, work with as well. It's next August, obviously, fringe. The plan we're talking about is we want to try and get uh, like around 4 pm slot for my show. Uh, good there's strategy behind it. I'll explain it after or when it's locked in. And the way I work it out is if I can do that, maybe I can work from home. Well, I say from home, from Edinburgh. Um, in the morning, 
If I work from 9 to 1 in the morning, and then from 1 onwards, I'm just in comedy mode until I go to bed, and then I wake up, then back to work again. You know? And I think that'll work out nicely, because that will allow me to not have to live in the centre of Edinburgh for the month, which will lower my costs. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Well, it wasn't, what is wouldn't it? If I do that, and have, um... Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing today. Planning for things like that. Having a real look. Trying to decide what room I want to be in to perform. And, um... Yeah. That was the plan. But, um, my, my busy... First world problems. I am just rab. I, I can't lie, guys. I'm rabbited on until I can pull the car over to do dear Deirdre. Uh, how many minutes am I? I'm four minutes away from home, allegedly. Yeah, four minutes. Four miles and four minutes. I can't do the maths, but seems doesn't seem long enough. But no, no. Okay, no, that's fair. I'm looking at the map. It looks all right. But um, yes. What else do we talk about before I pull over? Was going to football. I've mentioned football. Tottenham won. Uh, our coach died of leukemia. Um, what else has happened? It's Arsenal and Liverpool happening up right now. So shout out to the ESN guys. <laughs> Man, I hope they I hope they both lose. That's what I really want. But if one team had to, I guess I want Liverpool to win because they're lower down in the table. Um, so here, has anything else happened? I feel, like a, I feel like there's a big story that all the other podcasts are going to be talking about. It's not Kanye. I feel like there's another one. I just assume there's some. I feel like there's, there's another like, race related story that's kicking about. That I can't think of because I'm driving. Nope. Can't think of it. Um, right. I can't. What else? Can I, what else can I talk about in the, in this time? I'm just dragging the pod out, dragging it out, dragging it out. How long have we got left? Three minutes. Okay, I've got to think of something. <laughs> um, what is that, guys? You tell, you tell me. Just shout stuff. Um, just shout stuff while you're listening, yeah. And then it'll travel. Oh my God! There it is. It just popped in my head. Connor Ben, Eubank Jr. Oh my god! I knew there was something else. Knew it! There it was. It was just there, it was just bouncing around in the back of my head and I couldn't access it. There you go. The fight that didn't happen. I'm so mad. That was part of my weekend. That was meant to be part of my weekend. Real, well, seriously, my weekend was built around this fight. Nobody wanted to go to uh, a friend's event on Saturday night. And I was like, no, we can't go because uh, there's a boxing match I want to watch. And she was like, okay. I was like, yeah. She's like, who is it? She said, I don't know those guys. I'm like, listen, this is, this, this fight, I need, I need to see it. She's like, okay. Because, you know, she's a very cool person like that. Anyway, flipping Connor Ben test positive for was it Cloma Clomiphene? I like how the, the legal thing. They, they have, a lot of them, if you notice, if you read the article. People don't say test positive. They say it's a. They say, what is the word they use? It's like a like a negative. So like adverse trace detected in the test, not tested positive. Like an adverse trace detect. It's very wordy very legalistic it really feels like someone's been slapped with a letter to say do not say that Connor Ben failed this test I think the reason they can't say because they haven't had the B sample yet so they can't actually say he's failed the drug test they can just say he's got an adverse blah 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 now I don't know where the B sample is why that's not come out and that can you know quell a lot of issues but that hasn't come out yet um, but yeah clomiphene it's a it's a flipping female fertility drug. 
So obviously this jokes went flying out. Even though I got out a few jokes saying that he was fighting for the IVF belt. But in all seriousness, um, what the drug has been suggested, it does, from what I've been told, is that after like a, um, a round of like steroids and stuff, obviously your testosterone goes down and you use steroids. Yeah, your balls shrink. Your balls shrink. Um, but he, um, you, what you use, you use this um, clomiphene to get your testosterone up to the right levels. Um, so it works twofold. One, it re- regulates your body, and two, it um, it cloaks the usage of um, of the of the steroids as well. So. That is what's been suggested. Um, and it's not looking good. Because you've got that as a suggestion. Mix that with the doctor, Dr. Usman. Um, who literally had TRT. Which is testosterone replacement therapy. Um, in his Instagram bio. Um, with Conor Ben's name in there. Um, he had the list of fights he was covering. Um which is crazy to have TRT specialist. I mean, because that's a normal thing that boxers do, right? And you've got to think of the motive in the sense of he's, he's going up weight to fight a bigger man. And he, he's got to put on, he's got to put on weight in a way that, um, you know, you can build the muscle because he doesn't want to just get fat to fight him. All the, all the, um, all the motives there. So it's not looking good. You know, you it's hard to give him the benefit of the doubt. You can say I'm a clean fighter and all the intensity and shit, but it doesn't look good. So, so it's 1-0 to Arsenal. Um, so the motive's there to cheat. And that's, that's the sad thing about it. But, um, but yeah. And they've said that the test you know, it, it failed in August, and it had to be called off. Like, there's no debate about it. I mean, I know that UK had a testing uh, body assigned, and that's the only test that apparently the um, British Boxing Board of Control recognised. But you have an adverse test. You have an adverse test, right? Whether it is through uh, VADA and it's on the WADA list. VADA is the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association. WADA is the World Anti-Doping Association. So that I don't think that drug is is either it came out positive, it came out clean on the UCAD test, or that drug isn't listed as a banned substance on UCAD, which then brings into question UCAD's efficacy in drug testing. It's just it's just a big mess. Uh, Eubank Jr. wanted to fight to go on because he wanted the money. And he's probably confident he's going to beat him at 60%. Uh, and Colin needed to fight to go on for his reputation. But his reputation is in tatters now. Unless this B-sample comes up. Unless there is some kind of plausible explanation for this sample. This trace to be there. But from what I'm hearing, this is a drug drug. Yeah? This isn't like one of those ones that are found in the asthma pump it's not one of those ones this is for me female fertility drugs how does that end up in your system you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying um, and maybe it's one of those ones that maybe Connor Ben believes he is clean when he's not you know, sometimes you surround yourself with these professionals, these experts, people you trust. You know? And maybe there's someone in this circle that's done him dirty. Who knows? Who knows, man? But I, I hope he's... Um, hope he can get the fight back on. I'm seeing a, another tagline saying that uh, Eubank Senior doesn't think that Conor Ben cheated. So and he was really against the fight happening. So I don't know. If you don't know what's happening, I think there's another, there's a little bit of details missing. All right, car. A little bit of details missing that we just need to get information on. But I'm so gutted that fight's not happening. But like I said, I think, uh, I think his, tatters, his tatters are in bits, you know. His, 
<laughs> his reputation's in tatters at the moment. But we've pulled over now. I mean, pulled over, pulled up. We're at home. It's really annoying that Sunday supermarkets are still shut at four. Really annoying, man. It doesn't need to be shut at six. So annoying. What it is, is if I was just getting normal stuff, it's fine. Because you have to get bloody free from allergy stuff. It's just a myth. Like, just nowhere is open to get that stuff from. Um, yeah, it's closed, right? Of course it's closed. That's, um, yeah, it's Sunday. What are you shot for? It's just annoying. Four o'clock. So it's dead early, that, isn't it? Because everything else is just open in life, but supermarkets, no. Anyway, anywho, anywho, let's get this dear dear's rewind and talk about supermarket opening times. And let's go. Dear dear dear, oh god. My partner kicked me out when I told him I'm uh pregnant and says the baby is not his. How does he know this? Dear Deirdre, life has changed beyond recognition in two dizzying months. I was in a secure relationship in a lovely home with a man who was a great dad to my son. Now I'm sofa surfing with friends. My relationship is over and I'm expecting a second child. It's all gone horribly wrong. I'm 32. I have one son aged four. I raised him on my own after my childhood sweetheart walked out. Despite a rocky relationship with my mum, um, she was a saint and took me in. I always knew I wanted a second baby, but vowed to wait until my life was sorted and I felt I was on track. Three years ago, I met my partner through my sister. He was her colleague and had been single for two years. This sounds lovely. It's a lovely start. He was exactly the sort of man I'd been looking for. Hardworking and driven, but also family orientated. He treated my son like his own from day one. This sounds so good. And I'm respecting the narrative flow of this because this... How can anything go wrong at this point? So when I found out I was two months pregnant, I was over the moon. But my partner freaked out and insisted that the baby couldn't be his. Why? Is he is he infertile? Is he one of those ones? Is he suffering from infertility? And he knows. Let's see. I don't know where he got the got this idea from the next day when i was at work he packed up my stuff changed the locks and taped a note on the front door that said i'm sorry but i can't do this your stuff is in the garage what what is also mad is that um as i'm reading this article the the sun is showing adverts for garages which is hilarious anyway now i'm staying with friends there's so much to consider and i'm feeling overwhelmed so much so that i'm considering getting rid of my baby please help i'm confused and scared listen when it comes to your baby you've got to make this decision put it like this if the, if the man's out of your life then you've got to make this decision for for you and the baby in the sense of don't get rid of the baby because you don't have the man now Like, you're not just having the baby for him. Um, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm pro-choice. I don't think you always need to choose abortion. You don't always need to choose termination. Even though I'm pro-choice. Um, so just have a think about that. But that aside, you've got to get, you gotta work out what this guy's talking about. Because you clearly... Are saying this is his kid. So why does he think he could just deny it's his kid? What what is happening there? Like you need to speak to him. Because imagine this now. Imagine if he's like, I can't have kids, therefore you're not pregnant by me. You're a skeezer and a cheat, a harlot and a low life, a Jezebel and a rogan. And uh, and you're like, I've literally slept with no one other than you. And you get a little test and he finds out it's his. And it goes from the lowest point in his life where he's like, I like this girl, she's cheated on me. 
and I know it's not mine because I can't have kids, to being like, hold on, what? It's actually my kid. You're pregnant. And I like you. Fuck. This is actually the greatest day of my life. And then you could just have him in the doghouse for 18 years. (laughs) And that's exactly where you want your man. In the doghouse. Forever. Nah, but um, then you got to find out, though. Because if he's just doing this off rumours and stuff, so that's one thing. If he's just being just crazy, just go, you cheated on me because he just doesn't want to take any responsibility again. Maybe that is the guy, that, that isn't the guy you want around your kids anyway, if he's just a bit off key. But, um, yeah, that's nuts, though. But if he really is his, then, yeah, take him to the fucking cleaners. Because you know he's got a good job. Get that child support, child supporting. Um, what? This is mad. Dear Deirdre. No, caught out. I didn't tell my new partner about my ex-wife and daughter. Now she's angry with me. Yeah, I get it. Kind of like a big chunk of your life, you prick. Dear Deirdre, I didn't tell my partner about my wife, my first wife and daughter, as we don't see each other. That's even worse. I mean, because that makes you look like a proper wrong'un. Why don't they see you? Now I need to know. I thought it would make me look like I'm not a good dad or not very responsible. Well, you're not. If you're lying about shit like this. My divorce was really bitter and my daughter even told me I was dead to her. Jesus, how old was your daughter when you divorced? Because that is mad. Now my partner says I humiliated her and is threatening to leave me because I lied. Okay, I'm not sure how she's humiliated. Uh, my partner's 49, I'm 55. We met online last year through Plenty of Fish. Everyone's going smoothly until my eldest daughter, now 35, sent me a birthday card for the first time in about five years. All right, so your daughter said you're dead to when she was 30. Wait, okay, I thought when you said that your daughter's 35, uh, I was going, I was thinking like you know you you split up when she was fifteen, maybe. So it's like been twenty years since you spoke to her. Like you wouldn't even know what she looked like on the road. Thirty. She's an adult. She's fully in your life. You just haven't spoke to her recently. Mad. Um, sent me a birthday card first time in five years. When my partner spotted the car, she asked who Emma was and why she was calling me dad. It sparked a huge argument and now she's staying at her sister's. What can I do to fix things between us? Uh, maybe tell her everything about your ex-wife, your your kids, your divorce, how it went, why you didn't tell her. Just go for, go for the tail between the legs and that's it. Don't even speak to her like she's not coming back. That's the way to do it. Dummy breakup chats I've had uh, with exes where you just talk like it's over in it, so I must just tell you everything. And you're both just telling each other everything. Like, do what? You know, I said I was okay with that thing. I'm not. Don't like it. Never have. Never will. Didn't accept it. I just liked you. Loved you, so I just didn't mention it, but fucking hate it. Oh, you think that's bad? Well, I don't like when you did this. And that thing, no. He just let it all out. And then at the end of it, it's like, well, both feel real light. Yeah. So still spitting up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then he's got to talk to her like it's done. And then you could get it all out. Because the moment you think you've still got her, you'll start, you know, taking bits out of the story. Just talk to her like it's over. And be prepared when she retaliates and goes, well, I've got a son. What? How old is he? And he's like, I'm one week pregnant. I fucked someone else at work while I was mad at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, listen. Um, right, one more. Uh, hmm, let's see. 
Well, which one, which one, which one, which one, which one, which one? Shall we go for the threesome one? Or sleep with the best friend? That's not... Let's, let's go for both. All right, I'm not comfortable. My wife suggested the threesome. Ooh, fun. And has a guy... A guy? No, that's not the threesome we want as men. Um, as, as a guy lined up to join us already. Rude. She's fucking him already. End it. Divorce her. It's done. Nah, it is so done. She's already smashed him. Or worse, she has sucked him off at a work party. She didn't even get anything in return. Just a mouthful. Yeah? That, come on. How has she got a guy lined up? As in, he, yeah, he's keen. What? Dear, dear, my wife suggested we try a threesome, which didn't phase me. But now I'm wondering if she has an ulterior motive and wants to involve another guy. Yeah. Mate, when he has got a flipping fistful of her hair, just cramming penis into her orifices or orifice I don't know how to, don't know the pill of orifice. Um... And you're there trying to get involved and in the heat of the moment, she pushes your hand away. What are you going to do when you murder your wife and this guy? you got to dispose of naked bodies. Worst case, you try to touch her, she pushes your hand away and he goes, man, I don't think she's feeling it, mate. You fucking what? Steve from marketing outside now. And she's like, oh, like, Gary, why are you being like this? Do what? Leave. He's like, me? Go on, put your, get your clothes on there. We're leaving. No, you leave, Gary. You're ruining the moment. Now you're getting really angry. He's like, look, don't talk to her like that. You're like, what is happening? And then you push him and he pushes you in the chest. And in, and in that chest push, you feel like, oh, God, he's got power. And now you're both naked and you fight him. You're fighting him. And then security come up to the hotel room and then they're like, what's going on here? And then Steve and your wife go, he needs to leave. Hotel's booked in her name. Your name's not even on the booking. Yeah, it's your bank card, but you've got to leave. Now you're driving home. You're you're doing like 90 miles per hour on country lanes. And then you just clart up your car into a deer. Big old stag. Antlers right through the windscreen. What noise do deers make? Let's just say it moves. Yeah, you flipped your car over, wheel spinning. You're not dead. You're not even hurt. But your car's fucked up. You're hanging upside down. And it, and it's not. It's pretty cold. It's pretty cold tonight. Don't know why it's so cold. You're not dying, though. It's just shit. It's just shit. You've really bruised your shoulder. And you're still upside down in this car. And this fucking deer is just dying in front of you. And just so you're thinking, fuck, I almost died there. As you come to, you've got a little bit of a concussion. You just remember that Steve is clapping your wife's cheeks. Yeah, them, them ones. Guts. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, I haven't even got part way through this dear Deirdre yet. Okay, let's let's get let's get back into it. Um although want to involve another guy. I'm thirty seven, she's thirty four, and we've been married for eight years. Not long enough for this madness. You're too young. Within a day of me agreeing, my wife claimed to have found someone. Jesus a few days there, I found a conversation with the guy on the phone. I scrolled back to the start to see how she'd brought up the idea. To my surprise, the first message was dated three months before. Bruv, 
You're the one who's been invited to the threesome. Not her. Not him. You. You're the third wheel. We're going to do when he's a bit freaky. That's what I'm talking about. When he's a bit freaky. I mean, and he swings all ways. He's 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 just dominant in there. You think you're going to be at one end, and he's going to be at the other? No, 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 no. No, he is the meat in the sandwich. Wife servicing him, he's just like, yeah, now you get on your knees. To you, Gary, you get on your knees. I want to feel your mouth. Is that you're like what? You look at your wife like, what? what what's happening? And she's like, it will turn me on. Oh my god, it will turn me on so much if you just suck him off, Gary. And you're just like, what? What? But I'm not. I'm not gay. I thought you wanted two guys at the same time. No, I want you two to do stuff with each other. What is happening? Oh, could she be using the freezer as a way to stay with the guy that she fancies and then make you watch as well? Like, could she at least been polite enough to just cheat it at work? You know, just fuck him and wear a condom. Don't catch anything. Don't get pregnant. Come home and you've, you've scratched that itch. Instead, she wants to try to be have her conscience clear while absolutely destroying every mental image you have going forward. Jesus, you don't know. Like I said, call just call it down the relationship. It's done. It is done. It is just so done. Oh golly. Right. I think we end on that high. We end that high because um I, I can't I don't think there'll be another dear Deirdre as funny as that one. Um what was, what was the other one I suggested? I'll oh, sleep with your best friend. Nah, it's, it's boring. Right, that's it. We're ending the pod on that. We're 52 minutes in. Jesus. All right, people, that's the end of the pod. Um, it's so annoying that the shops are shut. I mean, this, sorry, this isn't a pod worthy. I'm going to shut up. But um, if you are, if you listen to the pod and you are in Huddersfield or you are in um, Newbury on Friday, I'll be in Newbury on Friday, Huddersfield on Monday. And that's it. A peace.